Welcome to the FPC Blanchard Podcast. We appreciate you tuning in today. We also thank you for any comments, likes, suggestions that you may leave on this site. Also, feel free to share this with any of your friends or church members so that they can keep up with our events too. Here we go. So we have today uh, some special guests in our audience. Uh, We have Michael and Shannon Burkhart, our uh, missionaries to Belize. And uh, we're just going to do a little conversating today. We're going to talk about what the mission looks like, what's going on in Belize, and and how God's blessing and some, doing some different things. Hey, just as we were talking, we said, man, we're just not used to this technology, are we? Not at all, <laughs> not at all. But it's, it's an amazing thing to have because you reach people that you'd never reach otherwise. That's right. And it's really it's, it's a blessing. It is. And, you know, that's what we're all about, right? You know, we're about reaching people with the gospel. Um, I'm like Paul, brother. I just say, hey, by whatever means. I always say this. If I could get in a a, a jet plane and, and, and put the gospel in the sky, I'd do it. And I believe Apostle Paul would do it, too. Absolutely. But, you know, this is the technology we have, and we're going to use every bit of it. That's Amen? Right. Yes, <laughs> That's right. it. Yeah. All right. Well, man, so glad to have you guys uh, here with us. Uh, you're going you're gonna to share, share the testimony, share the gospel, share a message uh, this Sunday here. And, man, we're looking forward to that. And uh, just just having you guys in our presence is is just really electric. Just to hear, you know, what y'all are doing, what's going on in y'all's world, and then our people get so excited when you guys come because they just want to know, man, what's happening, what's the mission looking like, and uh, you know, they were involved, kind of like you guys, you know, that if I got it right, you know, I'm I'm speaking like I know y'all forever. I'm just getting no, to know right. y'all's story right. and everything. Yeah. This 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 church, I mean, there's no doubt. That when when God moved us from Mansfield, Louisiana, to Mooringsport, that He moved us to be here because it it's a, was a stepping stone in preparing us to go full time in missions. I mean, there's there's no no doubt in my mind that that we we hit here at the at the right time, and it was it was a great, absolutely great stepping stone, and we learned so much because. Church being mission minded, not all churches are. That's right. But this one are. I remember there was something that a brother Doug used to say that you could tell the heart of the church by their missions budget. Wow. And you know it's not all about building the buildings, or it's not all about you know having the fanciest of of everything, but it's about sharing the gospel. Amen. And Amen. not so much inside. Right. But. You That's know, true. Yeah. So, hey, tell us what you say in that about reaching outside the the four walls of a building or something like that. Tell us how you you did that outreach during COVID nineteen when the church was pretty much shut down. You couldn't do some different things. Uh, tell us kind of how that worked. Well, originally, um, we were restricted to our house for like a month. Couldn't really go anywhere. It had to be like an emergency situation, strictly for gas, groceries, and back home. And then we started getting a little bit more freedom, and um, we could go outside of our house. But we still were not allowed to gather people in the church. So the church had to stay closed, Mm. but we felt the need to go and see our people. Amen. So we would get up early on a Sunday morning, go by the police station, I would talk to the officer in charge and ask him, could we walk the village and and share with our people and check on them? And so that's what we do. I'd have a little short devotion, and we would go, and if the, if the people were outside in the yard, we would 
call them to the to the edge of the roadside. We, it was against the law for us to step foot in their yard. Wow! But we would we would call wow. them to the roadside, and we would ask for their prayer needs, prayer concerns, everything going good with you, and, and we'd share a short devotion with them, and then we'd go to the next ones that we could get to come out. And I mean, sometimes we were there, you know, an hour, two hours, three hours, whatever it took to to see our people. Wow! And then as we got a little more freedom, as uh, the numbers went down in COVID, they they allowed us to to um, open up the church for 10 people, which wow. is impossible because how are you figure out which 10 without hurting somebody's feelings? So um, what the pastor and I decided to do is we were going to um, um, bring the sound equipment outside the church. We set it up on the veranda of the church. And so he and I and Shannon, and we would set up 10 chairs outside. And sometimes we would... Sometimes we'd have four or five, sometimes none. Sometimes we would treat, preach to a big mango tree there out there. But the village is close-knit. It's 250 people, and we have um, the houses. We probably reached 80% of that 250 from the rent of the church. Wow, and that's awesome. What is neat is we would, we would we'd broadcast and blast it full and after the service, we would um, make a little visitation, and people would comment about the message or the song, so we know that it was getting out there. Amen. And even today, even though we're allowed to have 50% today, um, we still set up a speaker on a veranda, and we still broadcast it out. That's it's not at that same volume at, that we were doing it before, but it's it's still we're 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 getting it out to everybody that we can. So did they restrict your volume on your PA, or you could do it as loud we, as you we could? We never had a complaint. Okay, good. Which is which is a God okay. thing. Yeah, it's a God yeah. thing because um, we were we were not really limited by time, mm-hmm. so we would be there two and a half hours easy. Wow, by the time cool. we we sing and. And, and preach. I mean, it's it's easy two and a half hours. So that's and great. never never had one complaint. Oh, the police great. never even came by and checked on us while we were doing that. Oh, that's good. So well, how about the mobile unit? Didn't you go out there and deliver groceries and different things too? That was that was another thing that we did. Um, we found out really quickly um, when the country shut down that um, there was going to be a great need for food, and it was always something that. And in my heart, I never would have saw us doing. I'm more about just sharing the gospel and seeing people's lives change through the gospel and not about being a source of anything. And and I fought with it for, I guess, a couple of weeks. We kept getting these calls from people that we love that didn't have food on the table, and we didn't have any choice but to but to, to do it. And, mm-hmm. and the Lord provide, you know, we... We, we step out there. Um, uh, the way that we started doing it, it's about 20, 21 or 22 pounds of food per family. And we do um, 25 families in two villages. So it's 50 families total, wow. and it's about 1,000 pounds of food, you know, per month. We just do it one time started, a month. we had four churches, four villages that were, or five even. Oh, that's right, the yeah. the first couple of, of times that we did it we had more than that but we ended up with just the two villages that we and and the way that we do it the way the lord led us to do it is 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 we're still not technically the source so we deliver the food in one village we 
we work with the the there's a lady there uh, that's a nurse we work with her and we bring the food to her and then like a day later she distributes it okay and this is this is the same lady that that we use she helps us set up our vacation bible school and she's the person that knows everybody in the village because of her position of being a nurse. She is definitely a servant. And sure. she awesome. she loves Jesus. Amen. Yeah. And she'll she she's people. she'll Amen. do she'll do anything. I mean she she was buying food out of her pocket because mm-hmm. her being the person in the village that the her she has a little health post and so the people hungry and they would come to her. And matter of fact the last time that we, we sent food down there we called her and said, Hey, are you available to receive it? And she said, I was just praying this morning for some food because people, the people are getting hungry. So that's what we do. And in the other village, we use the church. So we, the pastor and and um, some of the ladies, they we deliver it there, and they package it up, and then they hand it out to the 25. So it, we're, other than just you know purchasing and delivering it, we're not the source. And right. it, it, it glorifies it glorifies the, the the church, you know, through um, ultimately Jesus, but right. it's going through the church and not mm-hmm. not the missionaries. Right. And that's the way. That's that's it's kind of an unusual thing because usually you would see people taking pictures of handing the food out and all that, and we don't have any picture of that mm-hmm. because we believe the people need their dignity. Yeah, right. just because they're suffering, not not right. a picture with some missionaries with the food. Mm-hmm. Amen. That's yeah. good. Yeah. And that was a way to reach. I mean, that's a good thing. I mean, we're to we're to meet those needs when we can and however we can, yes. and uh, not make them like you said dependent upon you guys, but mm-hmm. make that other church lady seem like the you know the hero and into mm-hmm. you know they can go to go to her, and uh, the needs were met. So that's awesome. Yeah. That's, and that's actually what we're the, about. the village where the nurse is is we have the opportunity in the upcoming year to plant a church in that village. Wow. There's no. Um, there's an independent Baptist church, but it's really small. Mm-hmm. And when the when that village was laid out, they they laid it out and they gave the Baptist church a piece of land, and it's been sitting vacant for years and years and years and years. And I've already got the okay from the Belize Baptist Association to um, build on that land. Oh man! And and the Lord has already exciting. provided a church um, in West Monroe that had been doing work there previously. And they're excited about raising the funds and getting it off the ground so we can get us a roof going and and um the the core the core is there and they're ready. Uh, the only reason that we can't start anything right now is because the COVID regulations won't allow us to gather no more than ten people outside the church building. Oh wow. So y'all so, are still being affected by COVID? Mm-hmm. Oh absolutely. Wow. Mask mandate. Yeah. All in public is you have to wear your mask. And- yeah. Okay. Us right here would have to have a mask. Right, right. Wow. It's, it's, it's really, really been, that part's been difficult. Right. Because we, we, the United States is a, the greatest country in the world, mm-hmm. even though it has some flaws. Right. But we didn't realize what freedom was until ours were taken away. Mm. When one, one day from a stroke of a pen, they tell you you can't get out of your yard. If we catch you on the street, if we if if your reason for being on the street doesn't satisfy us, you're going to jail. Wow. 
and that that was really difficult for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and but we abided by it the best we could. Sure. And um, and through good. all that, the Lord showed us the different forms of ministry. Right. That previously, we had not even yeah. thought about being you know, being um, very different from what we were used to. Absolutely. And what happened is we we. We partner with five Baptist churches on the mainland and one um, non-denominational church, which is their their beliefs are Baptists, but it just doesn't have a Baptist sign on it, on one of the islands out there. And what COVID has done for us that is a blessing is it allowed us and our pastors to get really close. I mean, we have long conversations. Like Monday, I'm on the phone half the day talking with pastors about Sunday and what's wow. happening, prayer needs, things that's going on at the church. And um, it's really an, an awesome thing how that that relationship has really, because we depended on one another, yeah. you know, it's like um, we're in the same boat. And, um, you know, they're, they're the, the financial situations in the churches when um, – Belize has 360,000 people. When COVID hit, 60,000 people lost their job almost overnight. And it affected churches in a tremendous way. When the, when the pastors are paid, you know, like from the collection, and then all of a sudden the church is shut down and then nobody has a job. And For months and months and yeah. months. And there's really, it's really going to be um, years before that gets back right. to where more people can... Um, can can afford to give can, can have a job yeah i mean so y'all are equipping pastors inside believe inside those churches y'all don't actually have to pastor them you're you're equipping pastors and then helping those guys equip and do do what they're doing right we do um right now we're actually preaching at two churches we preach at um the democracy of baptist and crooked tree baptist and the the pastor at La Democracia Baptist had been sick and his church had been closed down the Lord showed it to us and give us opportunity to open it back up and um, since then the pastor's come back and he's doing better but he still has he still he didn't like get rehab so he's still really weak and he's back preaching he preaches the Sunday that I'm not there and he's preaching all the Sundays that we're here but um, he gets tired Mm-hmm. And sometimes he has to sit down, right. and that, and the the other the other church, the, the pastors are tired, and he he lives far away, and it's hard to get him hard to get him back financially, you know, back and forth, and he has underlying health issues, and so it's best that that he's not there, you know, just the, mm-hmm. the travel and right. what have you. So, um, and for the other two churches, we are we are the financially support the. the um, Really, all five of them, in a in a way, to keep lights on and food on the table. So y'all y'all with five churches. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's mm-hmm. awesome. Yes, sir. Yeah. yeah. And um, it, it's a lot, and it yeah. gets kind of confusing at at <laughs> times. But because we had been so busy with teams, you know, in mm-hmm. 2019, and then you know 2020, we only had two teams that come in or three, four, four. small uh, ones, uh-huh. mm-hmm. but. It, it, the dynamic changed totally. Because you had to 
cut back all those teams that were ready to come, ready to serve, mm-hmm. ready to do all this, we and now you're just sixteen teams. Wow, yeah, wow, that's tough. A lot of them had tickets bought and yeah. everything, but. Um, we found that the airlines were very forgiving. Every, oh, nobody lost a dime. They either have their their tickets are a being voucher. held, mm-hmm. or they got their money back. Oh, well, that's for good. Yeah. And that's stuff. good. So that that part was really good. But we're excited because July thirty first, we'll be picking up our first team back from the airport. Yeah, that's what I was just fixing to ask you. Nice when are you going to let some teams? Oh, when are some well, teams going to be able to come back yeah. in? July thirty first. July 31st, we have a small team that's coming for a week, and then um, we put them on the plane. The next day, we have another team coming Oh, wow. In. Good so deal. it'll be a quick turnaround for us, but um, it's kind of like a test, kind of like a little test run. Mm-hmm. Because of the COVID regulations, we still can't gather more than 10 outside of the church, so they have to be small teams and mm-hmm. um, and not a lot done publicly. Right. You know, just basically in the church and around the church and that, that's what we've stuff. we've told them that it's going to be a low low profile. Mm-hmm. Um, not we're not going to try to attract a lot of attention, especially from the right. authorities mm-hmm. and stuff. So good. But, but school starts back fully in September. Okay. So we're hoping that some of those regulations will they'll ease up on some of those regulations mm-hmm. and we'll be able up. to gather. Good. Yeah. As a matter of fact, through the through the eyes of faith, um, we're gonna we're gonna open up. 2022 just like covid never happened okay we're gonna fully start um when people call start booking teams again start getting things lined up start the missions rolling again there's a lot there's a lot from from building the the church at mahogany heights to the preschool at ladyville we've already got the plan drawn for it um, is sitting at the Ministry of Education right now, trying to get their stamp on it. It's been there for like nine months, sitting. Wow. And um, we've got the, the lady that's in the Baptist Association that's over education. Um, she's trying to push it forward through there. But And then the lumber shortage. Oh, yeah. They, they, oh, wow. they tell us in Belize that when the United States – has a, has a cold that bleeds sneezes. Oh wow! So it's contagious. So Whatever goes right. on, yeah. yeah. When the United States had the gas shortage here a few weeks ago, we were out of gas for three days. Oh wow! The whole country just out of gas. But wow! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So y'all feel y'all feel the ripples from here? Oh, wow, yeah. that's yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Well, tell us um, before we let you go. I know you got to get back in there to VBS and doing missions. Y'all y'all come back and. And we put you right back That's to work, awesome. and y'all start sharing the gospel here oh, and wow. share, and um, just seeing that in your heart. And I just that's what I love too, you know, just seeing yeah. people passionate about the Lord and telling their story, telling about what's going on. Yeah. So, give us one story that we can we can take away that's going to just uh, challenge us and and get us fired up, get us out of our comfort zone, get us get us off the pew, get us just pumped up and, and ready to go. You got uh, one? I'm gonna, I know it's off the cuff. I got you. I'm here. gonna I'm gonna tell you. A um, a story about love. All right. There's a man that goes to the Democracy Baptist Church named John. Um, he's probably the oldest man in the village, and he's um, walks on crutches. He's diabetic, lost part of one leg, and every Sunday he walks about a half a mile to church on his crutches. So you're telling me he walks a half a mile to church and on crutches because mm-hmm. he wants to hear. 
Oh, yes, sir. Wow. Yeah. He wants to hear. Um, about a month and a half ago now, we did an outreach, and outreach always winds up at Mr. John's house. I mean, I, we've been in love with him since the first time that we met him and had been to his house probably 20 times. Never, um, every time you come to his house, he's sitting in his front door reading his Bible. Wow. Every time. I, I can't think of a time that he hadn't, it's either been somewhere near him. And when we got to his house, we got to his house this particular time, the Lord showed me something. And I got to looking at his house, and it was falling in. I really, I didn't understand what was holding it up. We have a serious termite problem in Belize, and his house has been there since like 1989 or something like that. And it's a 16 by 20, about the size of the room that we're in, maybe a little bit bigger. Wow. And um, it was it was totally, you would go to um, touch a stud, and it looked like it was a solid board, but it would just crumble in your hand. And um, I saw it, and I saw the need that was there, and I filed it in the back of my mind. I said, that would be a great job for a team to come, you know, sometime in the summer or in the fall or something. We can, we can They can raise the money, and, and um, we can go and knock that out and, you know, just be a good, good job for a team. Well, two nights later, I hadn't slept a wink. I saw the Lord was just working on me and working on me and working on me, and I, I didn't. I didn't immediately respond because I didn't think that Shannon and I could do it. You know, it's, it's quite a bit of work, and um, you know, not without having a team there or hiring, and then having the the um, the finance to do it. You know, because lumber plywood's expensive. His house is made out of plywood, and mm. and um, you know, treated wood is scarce, and it's like. Lord, how we're gonna do it? Hmm. But he told us to do it, mm-hmm. and so I got up that morning. I told Shannon, I said, "We're fixing to go build a house," <laughs> and so we went down there and I took measurements and I we we rebuilt the house. The, the funding came through. The funding was already on the way, and we yeah. didn't know it. Wow, we had no idea that the funding was on the way. Wow, and um, so the 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 love part about it is is. Uh, the, the testimony of how God never forgets his people. Amen. He never forgets his people. He, 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 even though I almost missed it. And, and I look back and there's a lot of times where I could have really missed a big thing by putting it off or saying, no, not right now. And I, I, I praise the Lord for, for him staying on me those two nights where I couldn't sleep. And because the village loves Mr. John, mm-hmm. and we were we were looking to see what what would be the tipping point in the ministry there in that village, and I believe in all my heart it was loving on Mr. John because while we're there working, people are steady coming by. Thank you so much for helping mm-hmm. out Mr. John and. Um, just a just an awesome thing, and and this, and to see the smile on his face, it is um, absolutely incredible, mm-hmm. um, and a testimony 
of what God can do. Now, we still got a little bit more work to do, but we got it to where um, I wouldn't say hurricane-proof, mm-hmm. but it's going to take Pretty something close. to bring it down. Wow. Yes, sir. Yeah, it's, it's really good. I, that's a, it's, it's a really neat story, and looking yeah. back on it and, and seeing the look on his face when, when we walked up there and we said, Mr. John, Lord's told us we got to work on your house. Wow. And he, he didn't expect it to be. The way it is, but mm-hmm. it turned out awesome. Mm, that's good. Yeah. So love and obedience. That's you know, you, you you know, you saw the love need, and then the Lord just kept pressing on your heart and on your mind, yeah. and you're just obedient to to do it. And uh, like you said, God always comes through, yes. and yeah. we, we think we're going to go do something for somebody else, and it's really doing something for us. And, that's exactly and you know, right. it's just like. A lot of times you, you tell these stories and people go, well, how do you have these great stories of things of happening and all like that? Well, you're just obedient. You just do what God tells you to do. And then he gives the story. And it's usually a, an awesome story. And uh, they turn out really good. Man, it's been good to have you guys here. I hate to even cut you off, but I know you all got to get back in there and, and share with those kids, seeing two two folks get saved this yeah, week. that was, that was absolutely know? awesome, seeing those, those young men get their lives to the Lord at yeah. It, um, that's what it's all about. It is. I told yeah. my son last night when we got home, um, even though our check engine light come on and we got stopped by the state police on the way home last night really after that. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, gosh. I told my son, I said, well, you know, I feel like I really could go back home now. You know, now mm-hmm. we've, we've seen some people get saved. Right, so, right, yeah, right. It was awesome. Yeah. Well, and what a, what a, what a awesome um, church family that we have here that, that love on us and – I mean, really, um, we're we're nobody. I mean, absolutely nobody. Well, you are to, to us, man. Well, Every time our folks hear y'all's name, man, they just light up like a Christmas tree, and they're coming in. And and then when I think you you emailed me and said, "Hey, I'll be this, this, and this," uh-huh. I said, "Man, it's a perfect time. We're gonna send that crew off, uh, you know, to go do some mission work. Oh, here our missionaries. Yeah, and it was just like it's it's always a God thing how He works this stuff out. That's right. Well, man, I'm gonna say uh, goodbye to everybody on here. And I'm not saying goodbye to y'all because I'm, I'm gonna stay with y'all for a little while. But thanks for tuning in to this episode. Um, if you if you have anything to say, like we always tell you, our our number is three one eight nine two nine two three four six. You can reach us that way or through email. Pastor SEC at FBC Blanchard, and uh, it's been good to uh, be on the podcast today. Thank you. And thank you for joining us on the First Baptist Church Blanchard podcast today. Uh, Please follow us, like us down there so you can be notified when the new episodes come out. If you have any comments or suggestions, leave those below. Also, if there's any way we could pray for you, please contact us. Let us know, 318-929-2346. Or also, you can catch us at www.fbcblanchard.com. Go to the contact page. You'll find all the info you need. Thank you again. We're praying for you. You have a blessed day.